You are now tuned into a place where erotic visions and erotic experiences of the male exotic entertainment world come to life. I am your host, Flame. And as you should know, I am for ladies about me. So sit back, relax, stand up, or walk around, and feel the heat of 1,000 degrees. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Can you feel it? It's almost time. Ah, yes. I'd like to welcome you to the 1000 Degrees podcast once again, where visions are heard and the truth is the word. I am your host, Flame, and I am for ladies about me. Let that sink in. Right. You know what time it is. We talk about everything we can across the board in male exotic entertainment. And we got the battles, the bookings, and the bullshit. Episode number two. You know what to do. Take a seat, walk around. Because it's going down. Going down, going down, going down, going down. First things first, I've seen the game change drastically over the last 17 years of my career. Now, those who from the old school know, there's four words that you hear from anybody in the game that lets you know that it's time to get down when it comes to a battle. And if you heard these four words, then basically you better go to the lab, you better get your shit together, you better go to the fabric store, Pick up something new, call your seamstress, and make it do what it do. And those words were, you You want my tape. Period. If a nigga said that to you, expect to hear his set that following week, dissing you, coming at your neck, basically trying to embarrass you. Just so you can step your game up. And, and battling You know and it was it was You had battles like the king of the beats You had battles The best group um, Some cats were just battling period But there was A reason for battles You know when you battle somebody There's several things that can happen You can Launch your career You can destroy your career You can make a lot of money You can make no money You can reign supreme, you can embarrass yourself. So the question is, why do they do it now? I can remember watching Wild Stallion and Black Dragon, and I have this on video. They battled at L&J Banquet Hall, and it was the king of the beats. The funny thing was, the costumes were exactly the same material. One was green, one was purple. Black Dragon from Jersey came out. And when I say you battle somebody, 
it was back then it was about everything. It was about your presentation. It was about your costume. It was about your music. It was props involved. Black Dragon came out in this Chinese dragon setup. He had these few guys from his team from Jersey. They had like the Chinese dragon that the Chinese people do with the with the firecrackers and stuff on the floor. He had that. He didn't have the fireworks, but he had the dragon. And the dragon was the same color as his costume. So he comes out and he 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 does his thing. When I say he does his thing, he does his thing. He hits the stage and he hits all his beats. He hits them all. Doesn't miss near one. And he also had this section where he had this character called Peaches. So he performed that. Everybody knew what it was. It really wasn't anything new, but he did it anyway. It was fun. It was fun. But he captivated the audience when he first came out. And when he did his beats, which the battle was about, he did his beats. That's what he was battling for. So he did it. Now, when Wild Stallion came in, his name, of course, Wild. His routine, Wild. This guy was jumping on tables. He was all over this room, energy level on 10,000. Got on stage, started hitting his beats. He was so wild, he missed a couple, but he was still hitting the beats. That's what the battle was. Where he won this battle was in the party song, when he did the party song. He did the exact same song that Black Dragon did. Peaches, the character. But from his perspective... (laughs) He became a little more flamboyant with it as a as a as a a mock to Black Dragon. Man, when I say he had the crowd in the uproar, everybody on their feet, they screaming, they yelling. They he he killed it. I mean he killed it. The the routine was murder. And all this is on tape. I got all this on tape. If you really want to see it, if you want to see that battle between Black Dragon and Wild Stallion. Let me know, comment, send me a message. I get around to posting it. But it, it, it was it was a hell of a sight to see for a battle. But that was back then. You know, when a horseman battled the DC Young Guns, consisting of assassin and hypnotize, the horsemen we were myself, Vanessa Physique. Rue was part of the group, but at that time we was having some issues. Socially, so he stepped out. It was also at LNJ Banquet Hall. Now, me and Physique were still new in the business. I had a year in. I think he had like eight or nine months. So we was we were still considered to be rookies. So to have this kind of opportunity to battle such a big name group as a DC Young Guns in such an early part of the career, it was major to us. So we knew we had to bring it. We didn't hold anything back. I mean, the costuming, the music, we went all out. We had the red carpet rolled out. Um, we had the, the the horn playing. You know, of course, it was like fake horns, but the way we had the music set up. Uh, Mirage, at the time, I was dating a female stripper. She rolled the red carpet out. She would blow her horns, and then her girlfriend, Strawberry, behind her, came out, walked the red carpet, threw down rose petals. Like, we had everybody in the building standing up, holding up the horseman sign. It was crazy. Crazy. We hit that stage, and we just took off. 
It was a Beyonce song that kicked in first. We had a routine set up to that. The 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 middle part, the next part after that was a um a section from you know the Denzel section of of training day. Well we 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 had breakdowns in that. Like we covered everything. Finesse and physique, they were known for house dancing, so they had their section. I was known for being seductive, so I had, you know, my section when it started off with a slow song. We had the cheers on stage covered in, you know, this this color fabric to represent, you know, King's Thrones. We had the crowns on our head. We had more rose petals. Like, we did it up. That's how you do a battle. We brought it. It was a theme. It was a concept. And everything about that set for that half an hour might have been 35, 40 minutes. We murdered it. DC Young Guns came in at 1.45 in the morning. 1.45 in the morning. First of all, you late. The 1000 Degrees Podcast has been partnered with Hope Performer Body Oil. Remember, there is always hope. Are you suffering from dry hair? Itchy scalp? Or dull skin lacking brilliance? There's no need to suffer any longer. There is always hope. An all-natural, organic performer body oil. Formulated with the perfect blend of some of nature's best. Enriched with vitamins and minerals to help rejuvenate the mind, the body, and the soul. While leaving you with an amazing radiance. It's not just for you. It's for everyone. Because there is always hope. Second of all, you come in, no costume. They rode their motorcycles in. Okay, whoop-de-doo. By that time, when women was leaving the building, the battle was over. Once they saw them guys coming on the motorcycles, they knew, oh, the, the horsemen won. So they get on stage, we're on stage. Then they started to do regular dancing, like regular house dancing. And I knew off the back, they wasn't fucking with Vanessa Physique. So Vanessa Physique started doing their thing. And once again, the crowd was like, okay, horsemen won this. Hands down, horsemen won the battle. But we didn't do that to try to defame DC Young Guns. You know, Black Dragon and Wild Stallion didn't battle to defame each other. They did it. It was out of fun. It was, let's battle for something. You know, we was battling for the best group to represent the city. They was battling for King of the Beats, which they did. Now you have entertainers wanting to battle. Some of them just do it just to do it. You know, they want to they wanna claim that they're the king of something or they want to claim that they're the, the, the hottest at a, a certain, you know, category. Okay, really? It's not that deep. When you, when you battle somebody, don't do it for money purposes. You do it because you love the game. You do it because it's entertaining the women. It's something different for them to see. 
And if you do the job well, the money's going to come. But don't think for one second you battle somebody, you so-called win this title. Now you have a name. It's not going to bring you more bookings. It's not going to put you on, get you on more flyers. It's not going to get you more flights to different cities. Your level of entertainment does that. But you gotta, you 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 gotta make a name for yourself. You just don't step up and claim something. You just can't, you know. I can't go to the White House and say I'm the motherfucking president. You can't do that. But apparently, these new people that come in the game, they don't respect what the game was and what the game should be. It's completely flipped. Completely flipped. And the ones that battle now, they come to a battle. They may have a different costume. It's nothing flamboyant. It's nothing nice. However, their routine, exact same shit they do any other time. Nothing different. Now, you may get one or two people that that will do some different music, but the moves are the same. You know, they they may um, have a, a, a concept, but it's not followed all the way through. You know, so... Number one, who are you to battle? Why are you battling? When should you battle? What are you battling for? How do you battle? These are the questions that need to be asked when you're battling, when you want to battle somebody. But that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. And it's sad. It's really sad because I've heard the women complain, you know, about these battles. They pay the money at these shows and it's just not worth it. You know, they could have stayed home. They could have saved their $40 and stayed home and watched the shit on live Facebook live or, you know, Instagram, something like that. It's, it's just trash. But when the dancers win that title, whatever it may be, they think they the shit. They think they are this, just the best in the game now. And, and Ooh, I'm this and I'm that. And it's like, nah, dog, I don't give a damn what title you have. You still shit. Title doesn't make your level of entertainment any better. Doesn't make your skill any better. You're still shit. You could be the king of whatever. I don't give a fuck. You could be the king of whatever. Bottom line is, if you're shit, you're shit. You're trash, you're trash. If you do not practice your skill, if you do not Make sure your routines are, are solid. If you're not rehearsing these things, you're still trash. You're not going to get, you may get one or two more dollars based off of that. One or two more fans, but you ain't holding no weight. You're really not holding no weight. But yet, somehow you, you still manage to request a high outrageous, ridiculous, makes no sense booking price. Now understand everybody knows their work. Okay. What's your formula for calculating that? You know, is it is it because of who you are? Is it because of what you bring to the stage? Is it because, you know, the amount of money you spend for your costumes? Is it because the amount of money you spend for your music? Like, what is your formula for calculating your worth? You started at one rate, and each year that goes by, you increase that rate. There has to be a reason why. And when you get to that final 
booking price that you charge these women. You have to make sure that your entertainment level is high enough that when they pay the price that you're asking, they feel satisfied. You never want to leave a party when the women are basically sitting around saying, damn, I paid, that's what I pay for. Or if they see you walk in the door and they don't like your appearance or they don't like the your physical presence and say, damn, this is this is what I'm paying all this money for. Man, I've known dudes when I came in the game, you know, we all, it seemed like the prices all started the same. It was always a, a 150, a 175. Then if you was out of town, it, of course, obviously you have to worry about travel. You have to worry about accommodations and things like that. But basically it was around the same price. Now, same dudes, been in the game for years. I'm not even talking about the new guys. We're going to touch on that a little bit later. But the same guys that have been in the game for years are now charging double what they used to and then some. And what bothers me is that, and this is, this is my opinion, this is how I feel, but what bothers me is that you doubled your price. Some even took it higher than that. But you still do the same shit. You're still rocking the same costumes. Your performance is exactly the same amount of time. You're not doing anything different. You're not doing anything that they cannot pay 5 or $10 at a weekly spot and watch you do. So if you have women that are paying three, four, five, six, seven hundred, and then some, and you are doing the exact same shit at a private affair that they can pay $20 or less to go see at a show. That's a ripoff. That's a complete, total ripoff. But they pay it. So I think the fault actually, you know, falls on both sides, the women and the men. Obviously the women, because they're the ones paying this. And the whole thing is don't complain about it if you paid the price and didn't do your research or, or you know, your investigation on what exactly you're paying for. If you paid it, that's your dumb fault. Now, the, the entertainers themselves, you have to ask yourself, what exactly are you doing that's worth that kind of money? Basically, you're still taking your clothes off for $1 bills. That's what it boils down to. You're not, you don't have a gold dick. You know, you're not, you're not doing anything spectacular. You're not part of Cirque du Soleil. None of that. So why do you feel the need to charge these people this astronomical amount of money? God forbid those who was on TV, Jerry Springer, you know, whatever other talk shows, some of them appeared in movies. For some reason, they feel as though that validates, um, you know, the price that they're asking. And it shouldn't. Just because you was on a television program doesn't make you any more popular than the next person. They may know you more. You may have, you know, more people who are aware of who you are. But you're not making any kind of major money off that, number one. Number two, you're still the same person because basically you're still dancing at the same clubs that everybody else is dancing at. So you're not special. So why do you feel the need to charge more money because of 
you making appearances on television programs or a movie. Doesn't make sense. And then those who charge these prices for, you know, large-scale male reviews, you can't even fill the seats. If you charging all this money, then how's the promoter supposed to make their money back if they can't even sell a certain amount of tickets to women that are coming to see you specifically? Once again, the promoters are at blame just as much because you're paying this. Without, let me tell you something, the promoter is the boss, period. B-O-S-S, male or female, it doesn't matter, you're the boss. You are in control of your budget. If you do not wish to pay somebody what they're asking, don't pay them. And and don't even don't even ask people to get money together to pay them unless you know for a fact that you have some ticket sales guaranteed that are already made to make it up on the back end. Because if not, you're taking a loss. Only person comes out on top in that situation is the entertainer. And promoters are going to lose on that. And this whole thing they got going on, oh, I'm, 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 my booking is covered by a sponsor. I'm going to get a sponsor. A sponsor? What the fuck? You know, that a sponsor basically is somebody who, random person, maybe their fan, one of their fans or whatever, that decides to pay their booking to get them there. Okay, that's to me, that's corny. That is so corny. As a promoter, and you promote and you want to put this show on, then why should you have to get someone else to pay for their book? And now you got to give that person special treatment, special attention, VIP status, all this extra shit that you ain't going to make no money off of. Basically, because then they throw back in your face, oh, I'm the one that paid his five, $600 booking, $700 booking, $1,200 booking to be here. And you're going to make me pay. You're going to make my girls pay. So now you're stuck in that situation. It's just bad business. All around, it's bad business. But I've done private shows with entertainers. I've done weekly shows. I've done large-scale mail reviews. I've traveled out of the country with a lot of these guys. And like I said, once I find out what their booking prices are, I just shake my head. I don't say anything because it's not my place. I stay in my own lane. It just bothers me to know that a promoter actually paid what they asked for. And then when I watch the performance, I just, it's like, what the fuck, dude? If you get money like that from the rip, you ain't even make your tips yet. But if the promoter's paying you that kind of money, you better go out there and go balls to the wall. Don't go out there and half-ass the shit. They're not paying for your fucking name. Like, come on, this is entertainment. And it pisses me off because you got these dudes walking around with these egos like they're the shit. And the women gas them the fuck up. You know, and I could be that that copycat dude and say, well, since they charging large prices, I'm going to charge large prices. I will never do that. Never do that. You know, if my price locally is 150 between 150 and 175 so be it. That's what it's going to be. I don't give a damn if I got 25 years in the game. That's what it's going to be. I'm still local. I'm still doing it locally. There's no travel involved. There's no, you know, toll bridges. There's no gas being burnt like that. And when I perform, 
I'm going to make sure I do something different that they don't see at a big show because they're paying the money that they're paying. Now, of course, if I have to travel and go over the bridge and all that, then the booking price is going to go up. But I will never, never charge no four or five hundred dollars for any kind of booking unless I'm there for a, a all nighter or four or five hour event. But if it's just a one shot private show, one set private show where you go and you perform for a little bit of uh, a time, a certain amount of time, then so be it. Keep the price simple. It provides longevity. It provides repeat clientele. It provides referrals. And a lot of niggas don't understand that. They want that one big shot. Boom. Oh, I made, I made, uh, you know, $1,000. Okay, yeah, your booking was 700 and you made 300 in tips. Okay, cool, you got that. You won't hear from them bitches for the next 10 years. Because they just kicked out $1,000 for the bullshit that you do? Come on, man. Come on. So what is what is your worth? What is your real worth? I wish it was some way that... that <laughs> it's funny, man. I really wish it was some way or some kind of app. Whoever's out there listening, please develop an app where uh, an entertainer can punch in certain things that they do, you know, the amount they spend on costumes and, and things like that. Punch it, punch the numbers in and let the app calculate what the fuck they worth. If you let these niggas out here calculate it themselves, you will swear up and down they like the Jay-Zs of, of stripping. And then want to turn around and give you a half-assed performance like a Millie Vanilli. Come on, man. Your, your music is from somebody else's set. Your costume is from somebody else's set. The moves you're doing is from somebody else's set. So where's your originality? There is none. Why are you charging that high-ass booking price? Don't blame it on no damn inflation. You ain't got shit to do with the economy. The government don't know you dancing for paper. You ain't paying taxes on the shit. You ain't got no business license. Ain't no 401k involved. None of that. So why are you charging that crazy-ass price? Promoters, male or female, you need to get hip. You can't go based off of popularity. Do your research. Investigate. Find out. Are they worth it? How many women came to the show to see them? If you have to, ask another promoter to go to the show and sit there and watch. Do a survey. Undercover. Go table to table. Who y'all here to see? It's not that difficult. It might take a little bit of time, but... It'll let you know the value of that entertainer and whether or not you should pay that price that they're asking. It's just that simple. So I'm going to take a little break. And when I come back, we're going to stay on the lines of the booking. But uh, it's a little more bullshit that comes along with it. I'll be back in a minute. Are you suffering from dry hair, itchy scalp, or dull skin lacking brilliance? There's no need to suffer any longer. There is always hope. An all-natural, organic performer body oil, formulated with the perfect blend of some of nature's best. 
enriched with vitamins and minerals to help rejuvenate the mind, the body, and the soul, while leaving you with an amazing radiance. It's not just for you, it's for everyone. Because there is always hope. Yeah, yeah. If you want a bottle of that hope, check me out on Instagram at Hope Body Oil. That's at Hope Body Oil. Go check it out. Now, I know when it comes to bookings, it's a sensitive subject. A lot of the times, most of the things that I'm talking about are going to be sensitive subjects to a lot of entertainers. Some fans may be in their feelings about it, but hey, it is what it is. But I know for a fact when it comes to the money, when it comes to the bookings, when it comes to an entertainer trying to shine or trying to be in the spotlight, they will do and say anything to make it seem like they're they're doing greater than what they are. And it's not it's nothing new. It's been going on for years. People want other people to believe that they're doing better. Than what's being portrayed. To elaborate in the dance game. Now, if you say you're worth a certain amount and your booking price gets paid, don't take that booking price and add on a hundred extra dollars just to impress those around you your counterparts. You know, when we're in the dressing room and we're talking and everybody's hanging out, you got your guys smoking weed, you got some niggas at the bar drinking, you know, you got some guys eating or whatever the case may be. They want to shine. They want to make it seem like, yo, I'm the man. I'm getting this. I'm living it up. I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. But don't forget that people talk. There's ears open wherever you are. And people will let others know what they paid you. Just a simple question. What was their booking? They'll tell you. So don't gas it up because you'll get jammed up that way. And where a lot of entertainers go wrong is when they're performing. This is this been going on since I started. I'm pretty sure it's uh it's going to continue to go on when I stop. But why do entertainers forget that while they're performing, other entertainers are watching. Not because they're really interested in what they're doing. Basically, they want to see how the women react. They want to see if the women are tipping. They want to see, um, you know, the energy, especially if they have to go after you. They want to see the energy of the audience. So within that process, they can see who tips. They can see how much they tip, and they can basically see how much you made according to your bag size, how many bags you have, um, you know, how much money's on the floor. If it's left there, if it's not picked up. I've seen dudes make five, ten, twenty dollars. Turn around get done their set, come to the dressing room and say that they caked out 
or as they say, guapped out, or as they say, secured the bag and claimed to have made three, four, five hundred. Wait a minute. Hold up. Stop the motherfucking presses. What show was you at, dog? I just watched your whole 15-minute routine from start to finish. I didn't go to the bathroom. I didn't go get a plate of food. I didn't even get a drink. I watched your set. I saw what was being tipped. I saw the energy from the women. You didn't make three, four hundred nothing. So why are you lying? Why are you trying to impress other people? Why are you trying to make it seem like you're really the shit? If you make $15, $20, that's what you made, dog. Like, keep it real. Stop lying. Save the bullshit. You didn't make that. Oh, I get, I get, I get money, dog. I do, you know, four, five, six private shows every weekend. Really. So that's why I saw you at Applebee's chilling, you know, 10 o'clock at night when you claim to have had a private show to do. Come on, man. Stop the bullshit. You're lying. Oh, I'm on such and such show, and they're gonna they're gonna pay me my 500. Word, dog. You're not even on the flyer, and they're gonna pay you how much? Okay. You didn't know I was in the audience. You ain't even hit the stage. So how'd you secure a bag? Stop the bullshit. You're lying. This has been going on for years, and it's not just what they say about what they made. Some even talk about what they got going on in their life. Let me tell you something. If dancing is all you do, then dancing is all you do, period. If you living with a female because you can't afford to have your own place, so be it. If you driving a car that belongs to a female and her name is her whip, so be it. If you want to train because you can't afford your own whip, so be it. Yo, I've heard niggas talk so much shit. I own this kind of car. I'm driving that kind of motorcycle. I got my own such and such house. I'm getting my house built from the ground up. Y'all said all kinds of shit. Lo and behold, you gotta understand, you don't know who people know. So the truth will come out. It may not be brought to your attention, but the truth does get uncovered. So all that shit about you own this, you got that, you driving this, you pushing that, your, your, your chain you rocking around your neck, you know, was, was 20, 30,000, but you on Scepter, right? Really? The trolley joint dog? with a $15,000 chain around your neck. Stop the bullshit. You don't impress me. You damn sure ain't press impressing nobody else. Period. I don't know what you're trying to do. I don't know what is, 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 it, is it giving you this, this energy? Is it giving you this, this platform? Do you feel you're on the pedestal? Like, what is it? What is it? I mean, if you shop at the flea market, then you shop at the flea market. Shit, you can get some good gear 
at certain places that may be on sale and maybe discounted. Don't gas it up talking about you paid, you know, $200 for your jeans when you only paid 30. I mean, like, it's ridiculous. Why are you doing that? Why do people do that? You know, if if there's no shame in my game, if, if I do a show and, and I have done a show in Jersey where I made literally one dollar, one, four quarters, ten dimes, twenty nickels, a hundred pennies. I made one dollar. Ain't no shame in my game. People saw that. I didn't gas it up. There was no bag secured. None of that. If that's what it is, keep it gully, hundred percent, all the time. Don't lie. If you broke, you broke. If you get high, you get high. That's where your money goes. That's where your money goes. If you're homeless, you're homeless. If you can't eat, you can't eat. If you ain't got no whip, you ain't got no whip. Then you need to step it up as a man and get yourself a real regular job or manage your money a little better. Granted, this money comes fast. That don't mean you got to spend it fast. You have to think business mind all the time. Professional all the time. Invest all the time. Prioritize all the time. But they don't do it, man. They lie. They lie. They come with the bullshit. Oh, I'm, I'm rocking five, $600 costumes. No, you're not. You didn't pay that. I know the person who made it. I spoke to the person who made it. Come on. And even if you was paying that kind of money, why do you feel the need to tell people? No need to brag. There's no need to shine. Let your lifestyle speak for itself. People can see what you got going on. Through all the lies, through all the bullshit, people really can see what you got going on. But for some reason, you walking around with your eyes shut, thinking that you fooling everybody, and you're not. So just bottom line, save the bullshit. You're not a superstar. We're not Denzel's. You know, we're not Sidney Portier's. We're not them. We are strippers. We take our clothes off with $1 bills, period. If that's the kind of life that you live, then live that life, man. You ain't got to lie about it. You ain't got to front on it. Save yourself the embarrassment and the humiliation. Because the thing about this game, once the women know what it's really hitting for, your career is going to take a hard gut shot. The question is going to be, do you quit? Do you bounce back? Do you turn ugly? Or do you just say fuck it and keep it moving? You heard it. The battles, the bookings, and the bullshit. It's all part of the game. It's about that time for me to get up out of here. You know what I mean? 1,000 degrees the podcast where visions are heard and the truth is the word i am your host signing off flame for ladies about me let that sink in till next time hold it down live your life most important of all earn your rep i'm out peace